You are now listening to the Final Whistle Sports Podcast. Here is your host, Blaine Spencer. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the Final Whistle Sports Podcast. And we are now on episode two of our NFL Divisional Breakdown. And we've got my guy who just seems to love to come on the show. He's back within three ep- <laughs> three episodes, the second time in three episodes. Joseph Ciccoletti from the fourth man up. And we are talking the NFC South today. Talk about his ATL as, a, as he is a Falcons fan. So we'll get him depressed by the end of the show. No big deal. He's got his Mike Williams Tampa Bay jersey on. Joe, how are we doing? What's going on, Blaine? We're back, baby. We are back. Final whistle. NFC South talk. We're changing jerseys with every team we talk about. So we're starting with the Buccaneers first. Falcons fan, of course, but I got all four jerseys from all different teams all over. So we're starting with Mike Williams, a little throwback to the late 2000s. It's going to be a good time. I can't wait to talk. We're throwing this back to like Josh Freeman era here. Josh Freeman era right here. You want to know something? You know you're in a dark place when you're talking about Josh Freeman. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you what. That's when they wore them phenomenal cream orange jerseys. They were awesome, though. Well, that's because that was the only time that they actually wanted to throw it back and actually look kind of cool for once in their lives. But that was also – those were the unis when they were just getting started when they came up as that uh, extra team that they were – coming in right if i'm not mistaken when they were rocking i think so i think so and they freaking were like like one in six like they won like three games in like three years or something horrible i don't, don't yeah call. yeah yeah oh real quick off the bat let's start it quick nfc south teams you got tampa Bay, you got carolina you got the falcons you got the saints throwback jerseys rank them in order one through four wow 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 you gotta go you know, I gotta go Tampa Bay one. I, All I, right. I love the cream sickle, bro. The yeah, cream. they're number one for me too. I agree. Okay. But, all right. So let me instead of I guess how about you pick the, what are the what are the throwbacks are we thinking here? So it's I guess it's throwback slash alternatives, I guess would be the word to use here. Because the Falcons is pretty standard and Carolina yeah. is pretty standard. The Saints really haven't changed too much. But so you got the orange cream sickle for Tampa Bay, or you got the red, the old school oh, red. Full red. Yeah, love them too. But then you also, Carolina, you got the light baby blue, or you got the old school white when Steve Smith and DeLone were there, or you got the Falcons with the Mike Vick hard red. Love that one. And then the Saints had like, they're pretty pretty consistent with the black and white or the black and gold. They have that gold every once in a while, that gold. Yeah, yeah. So so those are the jerseys to start out. So let me hear it. So, all right, before. Before we do that, what do you think of Carolina's all-black fit that they're throwing out this year? Did you see that yet? Yeah, yeah. It's it's not a bad look. It's definitely not a bad like look. The, I don't like the helmet. I don't like the helmet. I'm okay with it. I mean, yeah, yeah it's okay. Why do I feel like they're going to, like, call themselves – it's going to be, like, called their Black Panther fit, and they're going to get sued by, like, Marvel or something for, like <laughs> – Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably actually i like that one um yeah i, I would i, I would know. go i would go creamsicle then go atl new orleans then carolina probably oh you got carolina last all right so i'm gonna go atl second the red one's hot absolutely and then three i i love the blues in carolina 
They were great oh, ones. Okay, you're going blues. All right, I was, I yeah. was, I like the white a little bit better, but was... okay, yeah, fair. I, the blues are three, and then the Saints are four. Um, nothing really too crazy. The Saints there. really have. They don't have really. No, nah, they haven't really changed. Um, I, I, as far back as I can remember, when Aaron Brooks was wearing a goddamn jersey, like it was still the same colors as Alvin Kamara now. So. Nothing really changed All since I at least I can remember. Right now so. in my head with New Orleans is, are those gold oh, colors that they wore those one year. It was like that. Oh, no. Shit, and those were ugly. No. I was like, man, no. mate, bro. I was like, this is disgusting right now. But you know how it is. No, like those color rush uniforms are absolutely disgusting when it comes to New Orleans Saints. Absolutely. They, they do. They look like piss. <laughs> I I had an epiphany like when we were talking about it. I was like, it looks like it looks like straight dehydrated piss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you are right. You are right. I, some color rush jerseys I like better than others, but then some, at least seventy percent of them, I'm like, this is god awful. I agree. I think that's why they've kind of like all the teams now have like started to like do those alternates instead of like trying to figure out the NFL color rush ones. Yeah. But, yeah. A lot of teams came out with the alternate jerseys this year. Yeah. I know they, at least what four, I think that already came out with some. So, yo, they're bringing back that Kelly green Philly. That's going to be looking nice. They are. They do have a black uh, Eagles helmet too. They just showed uh, yesterday or two days ago. I think it was. So that was pretty cool too. Yeah. And so why don't we jump back into where we were talking? We're talking Bucks. And if you guys are having an epiphany right now that we have gone, I've gone from a blue shirt to a pink shirt. Uh, we had technical difficulties the other night trying to record this. And my entire Wi-Fi went down. My, my uh, cell service went out. I get a phone call from Joe being like, uh, everything's gone. And I was like, yeah, my entire, like, you, the university just went on a complete shutdown here in Cheney, Washington. So it was a little beat. So he was able, so kind enough to be able to reschedule with me. to Just a, ju- just a quick break, like Tom Brady's retirement. Just quick and easy, and we're right back at it, you know? Oh, what a transition is <laughs> what we're going to talk about first, which is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, you know, Tom Brady's very short-lived retirement. Gronk has retired for, what, the fifth time now? Something about like that? Oh yeah, I'll be back by week eight. Absolutely. Back by week eight. When they when he realizes that he misses football and Tom's like, yo, we're gonna win it. <laughs> we're gonna need you back. Even though they just back. signed Kyle Rudolph too. But um I they... like that signing. That was that was a sneaky good signing, Kyle Rudolph. Oh yeah, definitely fills a good role for them. I mean, they they did lose um OJ Howard, so so it is Cameron Brates, you know, time to shine now. But Kyle Rudolph going there definitely uh helps out with another piece of the uh, tight end position. Right. Total red zone, probably be very a red zone oriented player, especially because he doesn't have that ability. I don't think he's got the in between the hashes anymore running those routes as a tight end. But he's got yeah, I mean, red zone target where he's at in his career now. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, you got guys that at tight end positions that lose their their speed over the years and still find ways to score still find ways to get the ball in their hands I mean you saw Jason Witten for the what his last five years the man couldn't move but he still was getting you at least three to five catches a game it almost seemed like at times so if Kyle Rudolph can slide into that role um, especially with Tom Brady at the realm I don't really see a problem he's going to find ways to catch the ball absolutely so let's jump into our Tampa Bay Buccaneers 
lost in the divisional round to the Los Angeles Rams, who went on to win the championship. And they dug themselves a pretty big hole, and then the collapse almost led to the Bucks making a miraculous comeback in that in that second half. And then the Cooper Cup catch that was the probably the one of the worst blown coverages I've ever thought of Todd Bowles's defenses ever. He is now oh, yeah. the head coach, which is a little yep. bit ironic there. We thought it was going to be Byron Leftwich if Arian stepped down. A big of a bit of a transition. I've got a feeling that this is all Tom Brady's doing behind the scenes, probably. <laughs> but um we have Joe's got uh, as we were talking earlier, he's wearing four different uniforms for all four teams. He's got a Mike Williams jersey on, and you're not taught. We're not talking like Chargers, Mike Williams. We're talking about Mike Williams from like a decade ago who had one good year. Joe, you got to tell them we were talking about the how you got this uniform. How'd you get this uniform? <laughs> so, uh, big bucket list goal of mine is get to every NFL stadium. So we were actually on the way to the uh, Buck Stadium. And, um, you know, I mean, I like trying to represent the team that's playing or like a team that's playing there, you know, maybe opposing or the home team. And uh, I didn't have anything. So we find a guy on the side of the road selling these jerseys, man. And meanwhile, I'm only probably like 14, 13, you know, soaking wet, 130 pounds. And he only has an extra, extra large. And he was selling it for like 20 bucks. And I'm like, I mean, it's 20 bucks, so yeah, I'll take it. But I mean, I'm swimming in it. It's down to my ankles while I'm sitting at this game. Like, I, it was actually cold to that game we went to, which is surprising being in Tampa Bay. But, uh, but yeah, I ended up buying it and uh, wore it in and, hey, just kept it ever since. Just turned into a blanket at that game for you. Oh, yeah. And they actually played – it was uh, – it was the Seattle Seahawks they played. It was like week 17 game, nothing really too a- about it. But you want to know who had a huge game that day? LeGarrette, I smoke a blunt. That man, <laughs> it, I don't know if you guys remember this play, but a lot of people remember him for like one or two plays. And the one was where he hurdled a guy and then ran it like yeah. 60 yards for a touchdown. I was at, that was the game I was at. He hurdled him like full on boom right over him and then just jet it for him. And that was it. LeGarrette Blunt, all he's remembered for, punching Boise State in college, having that hurdle play, and then yeah. scoring red zone touchdowns for the New England Patriots. This is the oh thing yeah, do. oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. But uh, but yeah, that was it. That was it. That was the game I was at, and that's how this jersey came out to be. So we love it. We love it. All right, give me an expectations. What are you looking for in Tampa Bay? What are the goals for this season? Are I think the NFC South is kind of almost locked up for them. We don't know what New Orleans is going to be. I think it's just going to be tw- between them and the Saints this year. But what do you expect from Tampa Bay? Well, I don't want to throw this uh, statement around too much based off the last episode, but it's uh, it's win now or bust for them. Um, oh, no. Oh, no. Justin Marble and Marcus are watching right now, and they're like, oh, here we go. It's win now or bust for them. I mean, if you have Tom Brady at quarterback, it is always win now mode um, because you never know when he's going to retire. You never know when he's going to give out. Um, but, I mean, I think the NFC South is a certified lock for them. I would be shocked if any one of them other teams actually come out on top. I really would be shocked. Um, and, and granted, I really think the NFC is kind of, uh, easier than the AFC this year. It's de- there's maybe only three to four teams 
right off the top um, before the season even starts that probably have a really good chance of making the Super Bowl where like the AFC is completely like you have probably eight to 10 teams that you can name that could end up in the Super Bowl. And uh, in the NFC, it's definitely Tampa Bay as one of them up there, maybe even top two um, right there with the Rams. Um, They didn't really lose too much this year. I mean, they're down and out Godwin for what, probably six, six to eight weeks. Um, They also lost their guard to uh, Cincinnati. So they're going to have to replace that spot as well, but you still get worse back. You still get Jensen back. Uh, they signed Russell Gage, which is a great signing. I mean, he came from the Falcons, so I'm very familiar with him. And he's actually like really good catch and uh, really good route runner. So that he'll definitely fit well right in with them there. And uh, yeah, Mike Evans is going to have another good year. I mean, I don't know if you like look at Mike Evans' stats, but he's like a, he's consistently eight, nine straight years of a thousand yards. He gets at least like probably anywhere from five to 12 touchdowns a year. Like he's on track for a hall of fame career. And like, no one even talks about it. And he misses like four or five games a year of injury too. So you can almost like he's putting up those numbers and he's playing so many less games in comparison to most of the other guys he's competing against at the wide receiver position. Absolutely. And and the thing is, is this, like when people talk about like top wide receivers, like, all right, you always have like Devontae Adams, you know, Tyreek Hill now, um, Stefan Diggs and stuff. But like no one ever talks about Mike Evans. But like when you look at stats wise, like Mike Evans should be like top five, top seven. But like right. no one ever talks about that. Yeah, because they feel like when he was beginning of his career, he, he didn't have a quarterback. So they kind of just were like, oh, the Bucks are irrelevant. Let's just push Mike. He's just a stats receiver, right? Mm-hmm. And then now they're saying, oh, it's just Tom Brady behind the wheel why he's having success. No, he's played for like probably six or seven different QBs already in his career, and he's still putting up those numbers consistently year in, year out. He's definitely one of the more most underrated receivers and underappreciated receivers in the NFL without question. I agree. He, like, he's in the kind of same spotlight as, like, Keenan Allen for me. Like, Keenan Allen is a dog, and he can go play. And, I mean, look at the quarterbacks he kind of had. I mean, Rivers was pretty good, and so was Herbert. I don't know why I just made that statement. But um, he's in that same realm for me. Like, he's very underappreciated, but his stats still come out, you know, year in and year out. Absolutely. I think the biggest question mark for Tampa Bay now is – how, how do they add some of that depth, right? I think that was the huge issue for them last year. They brought everybody back, but everybody seemed to get hurt at some point or another on that team. Oh, yeah. Offensive side of the ball, especially on the defensive side of the ball. That defense didn't even weren't even fully healthy until that first playoff game against Philly in the wild card round. That was the first time you'd seen – all of them actually play together. And I feel like that was too little too late at that point, which is what hindered their ability. And Sue's not coming back. They're trying to figure out Whitehead's contract still, if they're going to renew that or extend. So I think that that's one of the bigger question marks is how Bruce Arian now in a front office position is going to be able to figure out the depth, especially defensively. Cause I feel like their secondary sometimes gets masked because of how dominant Levante David and Devin White are um, at the linebacker position. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. Got to figure out some depth in the secondary. But I agree. I think they're arguably right behind the Rams. as those. They're probably one of the four more complete teams in football, right? 
You're thinking L.A. You're thinking Tampa. I would probably put Buffalo in that conversation as the other team. And then you could make an argument for the fourth if it's between uh, Kansas City, if you want to make an argument again for trying to think who else is top contender. Well, I mean, you're talking like AFC versus NFC, or like, and you're talking complete teams. I do understand that. But in the end, you know, Tampa's going to have to go. Tampa's going to have to go through the well. NFC side. So with that being said, like you got to think about the three, four teams over there on the NFC side, you know, for me, like you said, you got Tampa Bay and out West. I mean, I'm a big Niners guy. I think the Niners are a really good team this year. So I think they're up there for me. Same thing with the Rams, Um, the North. I mean, Packers losing Devontae is really huge. So I don't know if it's there, but their defense also got ramped up a little bit more so they could be there. I don't know. Minnesota hasn't proven anything to me yet, so I can't really say that. And the Minnesota East, all, if you can, you go, Minnesota only wins games if they get if they can outscore people. That's how. Yeah, bad. that that or if they don't play primetime games, so um, you can rock with that too. But the East, the other thing with the East is like, what do you take out of Jalen Hurts, and can Dak actually, you know, finish a game, and maybe they call a timeout and could actually beat a team or something like that. I I don't know. Like I'm just. I, so, like, for me, there's probably only three, maybe four teams if you really want to talk about, um, all things considered. But you got to still put Tampa Bay there. They got a team. Absolutely. They can play. Um, I think losing Sue, though, is going to be a hit on their defensive line, though. Um, I mean, Vita Vey is good. Um, I don't even think they – they didn't bring back JPP, correct, too, right? Well, I don't remember. If I can't remember a correct I don't. I, they might have let him walk, too. Their D-line is – I mean, they're going to have, like, Akeem Hicks there, too. So they're going to be able to stop the run very well. But it's like, all right, what well, now what are you going to do on the pressure side of things? So, a free agent at the moment. Yeah. So we'll see how all that works out. But they're going to have to beat teams by scoring more points, essentially, than them. Um, that's what they're going to have to do. I mean, they have the weapons to do it. Playoff Lenny's been looking incredible. I mean, he's weighing, like, 280 right now. He'd probably throw him at the offensive line position if they need him. But I, I – I, I, it is what it is, and they're going to figure it out. They might come out of the gate struggling. Um, you know, the first couple weeks, they got to go up against Dallas away. Going to be tough to start. Um, you know, then you're at the Saints, which the Saints always give them problems to start. Saints um, the worst matchup in the NFL for them. Correct, oh, yeah. And, and then, then they're home against the Packers, and they're home against the Chiefs. So, like – they like could, you could be, they could be sitting one and three to start. Yeah, they could be one and three, two and two. If they're pushing two and two, they're solid. But one, they could easily. You could even argue potentially. I think Dallas would be the only game that they'd be favored in out of those four potentially. Yeah. So there's there's a good shot that they start out slow, and they most of the time they do start out pretty slow, and people are gonna be freaking out and be like, oh my god, Tom Brady, maybe he's done. Finally, Father Time has caught up to him. Oh, this team's done. Ba da da da. Then that's when you go on Fanduel and you start placing your bets that he's good. They're gonna make the Super Bowl because that's when you need to start cashing in. Bang <laughs> bang bang. That's how you win your money. Without question. So if I- you have a gambling problem, call one eight hundred Gambler. <laughs> Please call one eight hundred gambler. Oh man, I I, I got to get to the casino now. I got to go put some. I got to go put some money down. I got to I got to get over to Airway Heights because in I'm Washington, the only way you can bet is at the actual casino. You can't actually no online betting or anything like that. Got to go into the casino directly. Respect that. Respect it, but it means I got to take a trek. So. 
that's all right. You got to do what you got to do. So do what you got to do. All right. So I think we both we're both on the same page here that I I personally think that they'll probably be in the NFC Championship. I think you're probably somewhere around there, at least the divisional round, if they don't make it to the Super Bowl. So let's jump to probably the only team that's going to go against them while Joe makes his wardrobe change. Oh, yeah. Hold on. And I, <laughs> I, I will get us started with the New Orleans Saints. Jameis Winston is back, and it's going to be interesting to see. They were 5-2 and two when Winston was playing. Where are we going to see from him? And New Orleans fell off the map because they couldn't get a quarterback. They played four. They played Trevor Simeon, Ian Book, Taysom Hill. They were trying basically anything at the quarterback position. They did make some key acquisitions, bringing in Jarvis Landry, who I think is a sleeper pick. Michael Thomas will be back, so it's going to be intriguing to see. Oh, we got eighty here. Is this? A, I'm trying to think. Who's eighty? Is it Jimmy? Oh, Jimmy Graham. Graham. Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham. I like Jimmy Graham. I like that one. All right. Oh yeah. The New Orleans Saints jersey. As I just rambled on how the Saints got some decent acquisitions with Matthew and stuff like that. Jimmy Graham won me a few championships in the fantasy football realm, so I can only do respect by getting his jersey. Did you at least you buy it with your fantasy winnings, or did you use that beforehand? Nah, I invested in crypto first, and then I ended up getting it, so. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Nah, man, the Saints, man. I'm excited for them this year. I think they uh, – I actually personally, I have them in the playoff spot right now. I have them somewhere at the sixth or seventh um, seed sitting in the wild card. Um, Jameis coming back, even though I know a lot of people don't like Jameis. I, I completely understand that. Mr. 30 for 30. <laughs> hey, one of the best out there. But he got LASIK. He's feeling good. The knee's going to be great. So they also went 5-2 and two when he was starter. And yeah, because he didn't that. throw the ball over three yards downfield. <laughs> hey, it don't, when you got wide receivers like Marquise Callaway, I wouldn't throw more than three yards either. So is, will Alvin Kamara be playing? Well, I don't know. I mean, we're going to see what it comes out to be there. I mean, from what it's saying, apparently this uh, case is supposed to be pushed till October, maybe November. So he might be playing to initially start. Right. Um, but we'll see what works out. But all things considered, let's say they all play, right? Kamar actually plays. Michael Thomas, is. I know he's starting out on the pup. He probably should be back. Um, drafted Chris Olave, good wide receiver out of Ohio State, probably the most ready wide receiver uh, coming out to be ready in the NFL. And then uh, they also drafted uh, Trevor Penning out of Northern Iowa to replace the, uh, what was that, left tackle spot where they lost Armstead. So that's a really good pick. I like Penning coming out. Big body guy. Um, I I just like this team, man. Like, they got weapons. James is going to sling the rock a little bit, uh, especially Kamar plays for me. Kamar's, you know, top three running back in the league when he's healthy and on the field. Um I like this team, man, and their defense, man. Their defense is there. They Cameron Jordan is a baller. Tyron uh, Tyron Matthews is there now. Right. <sighs> they got some players, man. I like them. I like them a lot this year. Yeah, I think there's a lot to like, right? Because in those seven games, he was 14 TDs, only three INTs. And the biggest question mark with Jameis was just limit the turnovers, bro. You limit the turnovers, and you were one of the top quarterbacks statistically 
in the NFL, but because he was so inept of keeping the ball on his side of the field, it led to that why the whole Tampa Bay thing ended up unfolding. And I think playing behind Drew that one year as the backup really helped him because he understood, hey, I mean, Drew Brees was on his on his way out. And he was only throwing the ball roughly five yards downfield, and they were he was still putting up 350 yards, three TDs consistently, right? Because oh, yeah, Drew Drew also had to arc the ball over the offensive lineman where Jameis can actually get the ball over him. Right. So there's no, that that issue more too. Win, so. More windows there that you can throw, more throwing lanes. Hundred percent. So I think yeah. I think it will be intriguing because you know this, you know the Saints defense is still going to be top ten, easy. Arguably top five. They're always in the top ten, teetering top five. Oh, yeah. Defensively, statistically, because Marshawn Lattimore is an absolute flipping stud. Cam Jordan is, is an absolute monster on the front. So you And they, they have a dude at all three layers of the defense. When it oh, comes- I, I didn't even realize they got Marcus May, too, from the Jets. Yeah, they um, did. Another, sneaky, another good pick, too. Pick, sneaky pickup. Yeah, and Lattimore's a top, top cornerback, too. Right. I think. I think my biggest question mark will be Dennis Allen. What, oh, 100%. How, how will he develop now with Sean Payton going out? He had that opportunity in Oakland, and that went up in flames. He was hired as the youngest head coach in history at that time. And it, you could see that he was not equipped for the moment has now been a D.C. for a while, under Peyton, has seen the nuances of coaching a little bit more. Where can he make in-game adjustments will be the biggest thing that I want to see. Because I know his defense will be ready to go. My question mark will be him in-game situations. Uh, Yeah, I think that's the biggest question mark for the Saints, to be honest with you. I think team-wise, constructive-wise, it's in really good shape. Um you know, like you got weapons for days. Your offensive line is decent enough. You got Jameis at QB. Do I think Jameis is a Super Bowl QB? Absolutely not. But do I think they can still make the playoffs? Yeah, I agree. I, um, and with okay. the defensive side, eh, I think so. I think they can do it. So the defense will be there. I think this was the same thing I had with Minnesota. Like those, these are like cuss teams, right? Where anything can go either way. You can slot them in around that wild card, like anywhere from six to probably nine. And a win, just one win here or there is going to dictate whether they're in or they're out. Like they're all around, going to be around, I think. I know we're going to do records towards the end, but around that nine, ten, eight win range, eight to ten wins. Oh, yeah. Lock that up. with. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I'm going to be honest. Looking here, we're going to revert back with Tampa versus Saints here. Saints could start out four and one right off the bat. I mean, that's why I'm saying you got to run to whatever your local casino is, your thing, and start hammering Tampa Bay when they're down 1-3. They got the <laughs> they got the Falcons week one. They got Tampa week two. They got Carolina week three, Vikings week four, and Seattle week five. They're not hard easily, games. Easily should be three and two without question. Easily. Should yeah. beat Atlanta, should beat Carolina, should beat Seattle. And their tough games are at home. Which helps. The always dome, helps. The dome is always rocking. Absolutely. So your Bucks game is home to start, and your Vikings game is home to start. 
So it's really no, good that's shape. The team that you're really going to be competing against is Minnesota, and it's nice to have that game at home. Absolutely, absolutely, and uh, yeah, I, I I just think that's it's good for them, and that's why I say they're going to come out the gate hot. And that's what they kind of did last year, too, when Jameis was at Realm. They were 5-2 and two to start. They shit the bed at the end because you had Taysom Hill at quarterback. You had uh, Trevor Simeon. And then you had, you had Ian some... Book even play a game. Yeah, Ian Book. I mean, yeah, whoever the hell that guy is. I don't know. Hey, from Notre Dame. That place stinks. Gold, you leave my Golden Domer alone, right? <laughs> that place stinks. But, nah, I like them, man. I like the Saints a lot. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yo, your favorite Saints player, right off the top of your head, all time. Favorite Saints player of all time. All time, yeah. Oh wow, that's that's a tough one. What's the first name that I would probably? Honestly, I would just that Gleason play at the Dome has always been something that, like hometown dude. He had wait battle. who? Gleason, that special teams guy. When the remember when the Dome got when the, oh the yeah. I don't remember his name. It's like Steve Blitz. He's so ridiculous. Uh, all right. Favorite, favorite, favorite. I would have to. I, I mean, I, I am a huge fan of Michael Thomas. Like Slant Boy. You're a fan of Slant Boy? Bro. Guy won me a title in fantasy football. Guy just pay my respects. Uh, I'm going to go out on a little. I'm going to go on a little limb here because there's a lot of players that I actually did like from the Saints, like Deuce McAllister, Reggie, Aaron Brooks, and all that, Marquise Colston. But speaking about that team, Devry Henderson was a killer for us. He Whoa. killed the Falcons. Speedster. Speed. Oh, my God, dude. Every game, they would be, like, down, like, 10 or something like that. And you're like, all right, hey, the Falcons are going to lock this one up. Bang, 75-yard touchdown. And you're like, all right. Every there time. There he is. He always had, like, one get – every other game, right, he would have one of those, like, just one – he would have, like, three catches. It was, like, 130 yards because he got 75 of it. Oh, he's a beast. He's a beast. Well, since we're doing this, we got to go back real quick to Tampa Bay. Who was your favorite Tampa Bay of all time? Oh, wow. Uh, uh, oh, man. I don't want to – I'm trying to think of more of a throwback player. I don't want to go, like – somebody right now because i mean i love me some devin white i do love right. devin white but i'm trying to think who's on those couple of those teams oh i love me some ronde barber though too fair fair enough or devin and devin brooks is it devin yeah, brooks? yeah. Derek, Derek brooks Derek brooks, See, Derek I'm, brooks. I'm, not, I'm not i'm not a true fan that's when they went to the super bowl that year they had john oh. lynch at safety too and john the lynch. big Ooh. Dude, the big... now, that was a defense that was a force to be reckoned with. And then Hall of Famer, Warren Sapp at defensive tackle. Oh God, that team was just stacked. Who you but got? I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you another one. You're gonna love this right here. Big oh. fan of him. Fullback position, Mike Allstott. Oh, I knew you were gonna. Th- I, I thought you were gonna go Allstott. You lo- you love those brutes in the back. Dude, <laughs> love Mike Allstott. That was the only fullback you took in fantasy football because you know Ever. he's gonna get your pants. You yeah. know, and you know you're just going to get about, like, six carries, a tutty. <laughs> I always forget, too. Remember the quarterback that was at the Super Bowl that led them to the Super Bowl that year? Brad Johnson. Brad Johnson, baby. Brad Johnson. And he was Brad, on a lot of teams, man. He was, trying, like, the fifth back. I'm trying to get Brad Johnson on the pod because of some of the other guys that I know he's been on their podcast. Legend. Brad Johnson's a Brad, legend. Brad, if you're listening, please come on the final whistle. I'm begging you. <laughs> <laughs> been trying for months <laughs> but um, uh, all right 
So I think the Saints, we got Saints at the teetering. I would put them behind Tampa Bay if we were really talking about it. I think that's a fair assessment, what we both have there. But, you know, let's do another wardrobe change. Probably the one team that probably has no idea who they're playing a quarterback. And that is the Carolina Panthers. And in recent news in the last couple weeks, they traded for Baker Mayfield. And all this shows is that how good is Lamar Jackson? Because he is the only true quarterback in that class that everyone like understands. I think, and like, I think Josh Allen was part of that class too. You got those two guys. And then, I mean, the guys that went before him, Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield trying to get paid on their fifth year option. And now both of them are, uh, end up trying to figure out what's going on. And the Carolina Jersey is on. He's rocking Steve Smith senior. Mm, I don't think he has a senior on this one. This is a little old school. Oh no, you're before you're before the senior gets into gets into play on that unit. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Steve Smith, old, baby, you know old. who it is. You gotta love the black though. I think that's probably oh, the no. favorite one I like out of out of their unit. Tough one, tough, tough here, tough here. With Jakey Malone, vintage Carolina. Absolutely. Um, now nah, big fan. Actually, the reason why I got this one, Steve Smith, uh, during his time there, one of my favorite wide receivers to watch, uh, growing up, at least the start, um, dude was a dog. Um, he was a beast. He, uh, it was like, if you needed that 10 yard catch, he was there. If you needed an 80 yard catch bomb touchdown, he was there. Um, he was like seven 11 he was open 24 seven. So love that comparison. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But absolutely. when it comes to the Panthers, we really don't know what we're going to get now because, you know, you have two quarterbacks from the same draft now going to be competing for one another in their fifth-year option thinking that they were going to be franchise guys now struggling to make ends meet as they're trying to be beat each other out for the Carolina Panthers. And I know I was kind of mentioning this as you were making your wardrobe change that how good does Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson look in this class? Because these two bums that went ahead of them are now bona fide scrubs trying to figure out they know how to throw a football. <laughs> Look, I fortunately I'm gonna have to die on the hill of Sam Darnold because I thought Sam Darnold was gonna be the best quarterback out of this draft class. So I will die on that hill eventually. Um, I don't think Baker's washed though yet. Personally, I I don't think that. I think Baker's still got a Darnold's lot of juice. done though. You think Darnold's done? Yeah, think- Darnold, I think Darnold might be shot, man. He, uh, I, I don't even think he wins his quarterback competition versus Baker. I think Baker wins it. I think Baker becomes the starter. But I still think Baker's got a lot of juice left in him. I mean, people forget that they made it to what? The AFC Divisional Round or AFC Championship game versus Kansas Divisional City and they lost? Divisional Round because Chad Henney throwed the ball on fourth and inches. <laughs> That's right. So, like – People forget about that, and I understand that that Cleveland offense is mainly focused is giving giving the ball to Nick Chubb. Completely agree, but like you still got to give credit to Baker when Baker's due because he did make some big time throws last year. I personally still think he was injured. He did have like what a torn labrum or something like that. Yeah, he played um, hurt all year. Yeah, so coming back healthy, you know, now with the Panthers who have a pretty decent team, man, like. If you look at their team on paper, it's not bad. It's not as bad as people think. They can't stay on the field, Joe. The team cannot stay on the field. 
you might as well lock in Christian McCaffrey for about 10 games because that's the best you could get. Then you Dude, have... I'm going to tell you, I'm going to make some bold predictions with the Carolina Panthers. Oh, you ready for this? Right, here we go. Bold prediction. CMC stays healthy all year, returns back to the MVP status he is. DJ Moore has like a maybe 1,300, 1,400-yard season under Baker Mayfield. I'm convinced of that. Um, I think this defense could actually become a top 10 unit in the league because the cornerbacks that they have, I don't know if you know the cornerbacks they have, but they are loaded at cornerback. They do. They do have some solid guys. Um, they also have a decent O-line with uh, Derek Brown from Auburn. I think it's his what, second year now or third year now coming up. Um, that around there. They also got uh, Gross Motto from PSU, good pass rusher. Definitely can get to the ball. Shaq Thompson's still there. Um, I, I like this team, man. I, I I don't think they make playoffs, but I like this team a lot. They're going to be in a lot of games, and they're going to cover a lot of a lot of bets. You know what? I'm going to go the exact opposite on my hot take. I think Matt Corral's going to be starting a quarterback at some point. Wow. <laughs> Matt Corral. Holy crap. Yo, I love, love me some Matt Corral, though. Dude's a gamer. I think he's got he's got he's got that Baker in him, like that college when college Baker though, like just total he got a little fire. Talks a lot of trash. I loved him under Lane Kiffin. I mean, his injury at in the Sugar Bowl was devastating because I feel like they would have smacked Baylor in that game, smacked him if he was able to play. But I just love his game. He's a true gamer. I think he's got. I think he's got what Matt Rule really needs, and that is some just like potential at the quarterback position. Because, like you said, I think Darnold's done. I never believed in Darnold to begin with, though, because as he is from USC, I will never appreciate the USC Trojans ever. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's just the personal Notre Dame bias coming out. Uh, <laughs> and then Mayfield, he just. I know I get ripped a new one on some of my Stephen A. Smith like type of deals. The man's in more commercials than he is with, baby. Come on, he That's loves like Ricky Fowler. Come on, he loves his progressive. Like, bro, figure out how to throw the football down the field a little bit, then you can start doing some. I mean, did have a good year when they went to the AFC divisional round, but he, they, I mean, he did play hurt last year. But if you're, that's on him, like. He asked, Stefanski asked him if he could go. He said he could go, and he hindered, he hurt the team more playing hurt than he did if he let the keys go to Case Keenum. I personally believe, because I know Case Keenum's not a, he's not a starter in this league anymore. He had that one great year in Minnesota, the fluke year. That's what I call it. But he was better than what Baker was injured. He was, and I think. He would have played the game plan. He knew Stefanski's offense in and out because of his fluke year of success that led to his paydays, which I take your money case. I don't blame you one bit, but I, he was hurting Cleveland last year. I think it's going to be really interesting to see. I know DJ Moore. I think he's gotten tired of how many quarterbacks he's had to play with the last couple of years. And I think hopefully they do not, bring cam back because i think that'll be even more of a disaster if they Bro, they got enough quarterbacks on this roster they're not bringing cam back they're not bringing cam back i promise you that 
Um, but he was, but, he was, the, that was the, they only brought him back because they needed people in the seats. Yeah. Yeah. And I like what they did in the draft, you know, drafting, uh, Iquamu, uh, what out NC state, which is a really good pick for them. Very um, good offensive lineman. Yeah. So, which they definitely need to help with. But I mean, if you look at the weapons, honestly, though, like they're probably a top 10, top 12, like just weapon unit wise with CMC, uh, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, and Terrence Marshall, people forget about too when he came out of LSU. Um, they he, got some weapons. No one saw him on the field. That was the issue with Terrence. No, Moore. I know. Yeah, I know. But I like this team. But the main thing comes down to this how much is this team going to support Matt Rule? Because this man is on the hot seat right now. Oh, yo. If, I'm trying to think of their schedule. Do you have your ske- their schedule up in front of you right now? I do, I do. That's 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 always my next thing. It's my last read, thing read, I bring read up. Read their yeah. schedule because he might be gone by week seven. I don't actually. I don't think so. So they start out with the Browns first to begin the season. Oh, and yo, Baker's got to be starting week one now. Yeah, absolutely. I actually think Carolina could beat that. Maybe, just maybe. Depending upon if Deshaun's a quarterback. Agreed. Yes. Then they're then they play the Giants. All right, so that's a win. I'll give them. So let's just say one and one there, hypothetically. All right. Saints at home, they are. That's it. That's an L. That's okay. An L. And then Arizona at home. That's an L. And then it gets really bad after that. And then <laughs> they, they got the Niners, the L. Rams, and the L. Bucks after that. Yeah, he's fired after week eight. <laughs> one and six, he's done. One and oh, and he loses six straight. Unfortunately, the NFC South has a really tough uh, year this year. They play the NFC West, who is one of the strongest divisions um, in NFL, and then they also play the NFC North. So oh, another, another. T- well, yeah, we got a, we got a. The NFC South definitely got a shitty end of the stick here. Um, which is but, great though. Which my Matt Corral take is not that far off that he might be playing quarterback some point this year if they're going to be one and six at the halfway through the year. Yeah, that's why. Like I like I like this team on paper. They look like a good team. I that's why I don't think they make the playoffs, and they probably don't get the wins that they should get. But they will cover a lot of games. Vegas will not know They'll what to do. Competitive. With them. I can see that they could be competitive. Correct. Yes, but I'm I'm gonna die on his hill this year that I think CMC returns back to his MVP status. I'm that is my big wow. take this year. That is I a think big he, take. I think he. I played, said that last year and he made me look like a dumbass. So I yeah I, I think he I think he gets through the injury you know through the injury bug this year. He comes back healthy, ready to go. You add it to the offensive line now. You now have Baker, who is a somewhat reliable quarterback. Right. Um. And Baker does – Baker's perfectly okay dumping the ball off. Uh, we, we were sh- shown that when he played with Cleveland with Kareem Hunt. Um, so I think that works out perfect for him, and I think he I think he's going to return back to the MVP status. Okay. So we're both on differing ends. I think, I think Carolina will be a four or five win team. That's where I have him. You have him probably a little bit – couple wins more than I that. got him about six maybe maybe seven if lucky um it's all going to be dependent on that first couple of games stretch I think yeah like if they can somehow squeak out like a two and two or three and one say then you're going into your hard stretch of games with like all right I might be able to get one yeah. out of the next three or four because then after that 
you know, you got the Falcons twice, which could go either way. Um, but then you got like the Bengals, the Ravens, the Broncos, like tough games. So um, we'll see. Like they're going to be like a nice team to watch. I personally think I don't think they're going to be a dud like last year. Okay. I think that's a fair assessment, but I'm telling you, watch out for Marvel suing them. I know we were talking about this before we started the show. Cause we, we were both just joking. Cause we saw, if you guys haven't seen their new uniforms, they are pretty clean. looks like it's going to be an all yeah. black fit. And we were just, I was just making the joke that they're going to get sued by Marvel. Cause they're going to be calling them the black Panther uniforms. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Well, before we still finish off with the Panthers, favorite Panther of all time. Oh, it's the guy he got on that Jersey, baby. All right. Besides, besides Steve Smith, cause he's number one for me too, but I, I'll, I'll find another one out for you. Hmm. Oh, love me some Luke Keekley, bro. Love uh, big fan. Big fan. I would go Luke Keekley. Smith. All right, fair enough. Um, who you def- Definitely honorable mention first, D'Angelo Williams, because the man was a beast. Love D'Angelo oh, Williams. He was a sleeper at the running back position. Absolutely, dude was a monster. But love this guy because there's only really one story for me, and it's Mushin Muhammad. Oh, good Lord. Mushu Muhammad, and here's the story here, right? So it's one of my very first fantasy football drafts, right? And it's me and my dad. We're working together because obviously my dad does not know technology at all. So I have to do the computer side of it, but he was like, he was throwing up the money and he was going to help me draft right. a couple of players. So we get to like the eighth or ninth round of this draft, right? And I'm like, yo, we need a wide receiver. So I start going through names and blah, 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 blah. Didn't even say anything about Musha Muhammad. My dad goes, I got the pick, son. I go, all right, let's make the pick. He sits back and goes, Mushin Muhammad. And I go, who the hell's that guy? He goes, Carolina Panthers. I go, all right. And I shit you not, Musha Muhammad had a hell of a year that year. He went for like eight, 900 yards, had a decent year for them, like a good quality wide receiver two, maybe flex spot number three. So I got to give credit to Pops there with the Musha Muhammad pick. And he 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 they he really got slept on in his career because of how much Steve Smith just took the limelight for the Carolina Panthers, but he was a solid flex option at the wide receiver position. Oh yeah, he was he was good for to the Panthers, and then he moved on to the Bears, and he uh he did well there too. Yeah, he did. He did have a solid couple of years in Chicago too. Absolutely, I, li- I like that little story. Good, what a. I got I got stories all over, man. I'm a Chicoletti, that a boy. <laughs> Shout out to him. Still uses the flip phone. <laughs> he does. Yeah. Oh yeah. Still oh, uses the flip dude, phone. My goodness. Do you remember like those jokes when I used to come over to your place like for the breaks and like I would do like your boss's impression of like Mr. Chick. <laughs> you remember I those? I do. I do. I do. Those I are just, funny. Like, man. I just remember like saying like. Yo, Mr. Chick, what we doing tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Good times, man. Good times there, I'll tell you that. Oh, but all right. Let's do your final wardrobe change. This one's gonna hurt the most for you because it is your diehard ATL Atlanta Falcons. And this one is gonna hurt Joe, I think, emotionally. And he might need to go to therapy after this one with how bad his Falcons could potentially be. No more Matty Ice. They got rid of Julio Jones last year. They are completely thrown in the towel and making this a complete rebuild in Atlanta. 
They are probably the clear team to finish last in the NFC South. But you do have some explosive weapons. Kyle Pitts, Cordero Patterson. I love the Drake London pick, even though I will never support USC. Probably the, arguably the best route runner in this class at the wide receiver position. Also went with a quarterback to go behind Marcus Mariota and taking Desmond Ritter. I think he will get a couple of packages or maybe even start towards the end of the year after they figure out that Mariota will not be the answer. So it's going to be really interesting. They got to be able to do a full rebuild in Atlanta. I know this hits home. Arthur Smith, the head coach, he's not on the hot seat, but it could be in shambles. And I already know who that is. That is the GOAT of Atlanta, Michael Vick on right there. A little throwback jersey in the ball, black fit. All right. Mike Vick. Mike Vick, baby. When did, when did we get the Mike Vick jersey? Early on, in, early on, or is this a little later on? Now? Bro, this might be my third Mike Vick jersey. I'm not going to lie to you. You got three That's of one. them? Yeah, I got like three of them, I think. I, I couldn't – the other two, I'm not sure. They're in somewhere in the closet, but this is the one. I got this one signed, too, so I, I got to only bring it out every once in a while. So Signed by Mikey Vick himself? Yeah, Mike Vick himself. You know what I mean. How, how hey. much? How much does that? How much does that cost you out of the bank? I'm not sure. I got it as a present, Christmas present. So, uh, so it was a pretty good deal for me. So, oh, so it was guap if it came out. It was a Christmas present. <laughs> Absolutely. No, nah, yeah, big, big Mike Vick fan. That's who. Uh, that's how it started. That's how it all started for me to come an Atlanta Falcons fan. I was a, a little youngster, a little young guy. Didn't even have any chest hair yet, and. Uh, you know, I like the NFL. Still don't, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was a little guy and was like, you know, I like football, but I don't know if I like the Eagles. Um, wasn't a big fan of them. And then I saw Michael Vick. And if I had said, there's one play and one play only, look back, early 2000s, they go up against the Minnesota Vikings. It's oh, overtime. That, that is the play. That is the play for me. If I had to say there is a play, watching it live, him making two people hit each other and scoring the game-winning touchdown and literally walking off the field, that's it for me. Mike Vick, baby. Oh, my God. In his heyday, he was electric. Oh, electric. Um, But I will say this. I am a huge Mike Vick fan. He was great to watch. But he is not the best franchise quarterback in NFL or in Atlanta Falcon history. Are you giving that to Matty Ice? I am giving that to Matt Ryan. Yes. Wow! Look at that. That's saying something. If you're going with Matty Ice over Michael Vick, I, I have to do it. If you look at stats wise, man, um, and what he has done for the team, the city, and his playoff success, you got to give it to Matt Ryan. Unfortunately, like Vick really. Besides, like, him selling tickets uh, and being electric, he wasn't really that good uh, with the Falcons. Especially when he was a thrower of the football, just hovering around 50%. (sighs) Yeah. um, Like, if you look at the records, like, I think, honestly, the most wins he ever had in a season was maybe nine, maybe ten. Where Ryan – Didn't they make the championship game one year, though, with him? They did. They were a wild card team, though. Yeah. Um, So – But, like, Matt Ryan, I mean, obviously took him to a Super Bowl, made it to a few uh, NFC divisional games, a couple, you know, championship games, too. They just never could get over the hump with the team. But, like, you want to talk about getting to the playoffs? Matt Ryan did it pretty frequently, and he has way too many yards over Mike Vick, so. Um, And I I know the Super Bowl is a touchy subject, so we'll save that for another day for you. 
But all right, Joe, give me some realistic. Be realistic here. Don't be a fan. I know this is going to be a hard year. Be a realistic fan right now. How is this going to go unfold for your ATL? Well, the offensive line is still going to suck. Um, <laughs> thank God we have Marcus Mariota, a guy who can run. Um, so that's so always a good thing. Desmond Ritter, another guy who can run. <laughs> yeah, like it, this is a definitely beneficial thing that we got a running quarterback because they're going to have to do a lot of bootlegs to get Mariota outside of it. Um I know a lot of people weren't huge on the London pick, but also a lot of people love the London pick out of uh, Atlanta. I liked it a lot. Best runner in this class. I think it fits well for what the Falcons want right now. Um, And plus, he's not the number one target. You still have the freak Kyle Pitts down there. Um, So he's not the number one target, but he's definitely going to get his touches. Like he, I wouldn't be shocked if he gets a thousand yards this year because like who else is Mariota going to throw to besides Pitts? Like it's not really much out there. Um, I mean, we got Brian Edwards from the Raiders. We picked up and Auden Tate from the Bengals, but like those are pretty much Joe Schmo guys. So Bumps. yeah, I mean, I think Edwards might have a decent year. Like I could see him getting like 700 yards okay in the slot for, for Vegas. Yeah. Um, so we'll be all right there. Um, I mean, I don't see Patterson doing what he did last year at all. Um, like oh, he was that, a freak of nature last year. For yeah, you. like that was like way out the blue and did not expect that at all. Um, like he'll probably still do decent, but nowhere near what he did last year. Uh, I like the kid um, out of BYU that we drafted. I think his name's like Alliger, or Tyler Alliger, or something. I might pronounce his last name. Guy or something like that. Yeah, BYU hard runner. Really like that too as well. Um, defense wise, we're going to suck there too. You know, um, you guys, have, you guys filled no holes on the defensive side of the Yeah, it, it's not great. It's not great. Like you still have AJ Terrell, who's honestly becoming one of the top cornerbacks in the league, which people are like, never really noticed about it, but he's actually really good, uh, cornerback. Uh, we still have Deion Jones, who's okay, but they're going to try to move on from him soon. And Grady Jarrett's like a beast, but that's all we have. Um, but with all that being said, we're going 16 and 0. We're going to win the Super Bowl. So stupid, 17 games. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, in all in all seriousness, I I I I'm still so in between what this team's going to do because okay. this is what this is what happens every year with the Falcons. When there's expectations placed on us, we hit the mark so low on these expectations year in and year out. But when there's no expectations and we're supposed to be a bottom-feeding team or a terrible team, to say the least, we somehow win games. Last year was that for us, right? We were supposed to be a team that, like, you're lucky would have, like, two wins. Well, we ended up with four or five, and we're in a couple games. I really don't know if we're going to have two wins or if we're going to have seven wins this year. I don't know. I'm so in the middle right now because I, I, I don't know what to expect from this team. You're going to be in the top three of the draft. I, uh, that's why I, I mean, I want to be, I want to be top three. You guys won't be the worst team in football. Cause I already made my pick last year, last week. And that's going to be the, the bears. It's going to be the <laughs> worst team in football. You guys will be competing, however, with them to be the worst team in football, arguably. But uh, it, I don't know if we're going to be that bad though, because like when you look at the bears, if, yeah, if you look at the bears, like roster, right? They're god awful. 
Like, oh, I agree. No, they have absolutely nobody. They're they're terrible. I agree with you. But when you look at the Falcons roster, you're like, okay, they're bad. They got but, glimpses though of hope. Yeah, but they're like they're not that bad though. Right. Like for me, it's kind of like um like your opinion here. Would you take the Falcons right now or the Lions? Detroit. Why? Because of the pieces and the team camaraderie that they have. And every game last year, they could have easily had four or five more wins if they could just learn how to handle the fourth quarter. See, I disagree. Like, I think the Falcons are better than the Lions right now. I don't know, man. I think think Detroit's going to surprise some people this year. They also have a joke of a schedule. The Lions are talking about? Yeah. Okay. Like, I mean – not, I'm not trying to like look at schedule wise right this second. It's more like I looking still, at team. I would give Detroit a slight edge over Atlanta. Okay, that's fair. Like I, I think the Falcons are better than the Lions personally. Like if you went up one mano a mano, like I think the I think the Lions could, would probably lose that game. I'm also not it a big fan of Jared. It would be a good game Goff. because they would be oh, too bad electric. playing each other. It'd be electric. But like for me, the Lions defense might be worse than the Falcons defense. I'm not huge unless they added people that I'm just not aware of. I'm not huge on their secondary at all. They don't have a pass rusher at all. And oh no, but now they have Hutchinson, so they drafted him. But like, okay, it's one guy. I guess that's fine. But like after that, I don't know anybody else really too well on their defense. Their offense like is partially loaded. I agree. Like you have Swift, you got DJ Shark, you got Jamison Williams coming back, Amon St. Brown, Hawkinson, blah blah blah. I got it. and they have a decent O line. But you also have Jared Goff at quarterback. <laughs> where the Falcons have Marcus Mariota, where Marcus Mariota had one of his best number-wise with the Titans as Arthur Smith was his offensive coordinator, which people forget about a lot of times. So that's why I think Marcus Mariota now jumps, you know, does pretty well. It's going to have a great, decent year at least, right? And he has a few weapons. Like Drake London could show, could prove a little bit. Kyle Pitts is a beast. Um, you know, Patterson kind of fits this role. Oh, which they're kind of looking for. Maybe that fast guy that catches the ball out of the backfield a little bit. Sure. But that's why I keep saying, like, all right, you're saying bottom three, which I hope as a Falcons fan, like, I don't want to see them lose. But, like, I kind of hope, like, I know we need a quarterback. I get it. But in the same oh, sense, you, you look want, at some you're other. You're trying to get into the Bryce Young sweepstakes. Uh, yeah, of course. I mean, or CJ Stroud or whatever. That's fine. Like, I know we need a quarterback. But, like, then you also look at these other teams that are really bad. And it's like, well, are they that bad, though? Like, Lions come to mind. Like, obviously, Chicago. I don't like Chicago. I think they're the worst. Seattle will be bad. Seattle's going to be bad. Like, I think the Falcons are better than Seattle. Right. In my opinion. All right. Let's see. Who else is – let's look on the AFC side. Like, Texans. Are the Texans better than the Falcons? No. Okay. Uh, The Jaguars. Jaguars are better. Okay. All right. Like, I think it's close. Like, I think that one's a little bit closer. But I, I'll give the edge to the Jags. All right, five. so you guys will be around that three to five range, I think. Okay. And then, all right, so so in our division, Carolina, you're saying Carolina's going to be better than the Falcons? Barely. Barely. <laughs> okay. All right, that's fine. Because, like, that's the things, like, that when people are I like, think, oh. I think by the end of the year, Matt Corral's going against Desmond Ritter in one of these games. At the end of the year. Dude, I'm going to tell you the truth. Is 
the Falcons need to decide like early on, like maybe week four, week five, if they're like really looking bad to just honestly give Ritter the chance, like just you give him the shot. To, because then if you guys are in the bottom, you guys got to decide if you're going to go for Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. Don't get me on Ohio State quarterback started. Do not go the CJ Stroud right. If you get Bryce Young, sure, go for it. But don't, don't, don't do the Ohio State quarterback thing. It never pans out. <laughs> yeah. So that's why, like, when people lo- like they were like, "Oh, they're gonna be really bad this year," and I'm like, "Look, as a Falcons fan, I kind of hope they are because I know this team is nowhere near playoff ready, pro or Super Bowl ready." Completely agree. I don't argue with you there. But are they that bad? No. Vegas has them set at, I think, four, maybe four and a half. Like, I like the over in that. You, I think they could push they, – they would be around four or five for me. So, uh, like, well, obviously – Look at the schedule. Let's see. Yeah, let, like, let's look at the schedule it. here, right? <laughs> so, they go they go Saints to start. L. And, okay, so L. I'll go L2. Rams away, L. L, 0-2. Then they got to go to Seattle. Coin flip. I'll give it to them. Let's give them a dub. All right, one and two. One and two. At home versus the Browns, I'll give them the L. Yeah, even with no Deshaun Watson, probably losing that one. One and three. Yeah, one and three. Then they're at the Bucks. One and four. They're at home against the Niners. One and five. Bengals at at they're at the Bengals. One and six. Yeah, it's not a good start here, but right there. All right. Okay, who go? Keep going. One and six. One and six. So now you're. You're home against the Panthers. I think they win. That's where you put Riz- Ritter in at quarterback because your season's already over. Yeah, Carolina, I agree. That's where you have to commit right there. Fair enough. Fair you enough. Him, you get Mariota. You use him through that onslaught to take the heat. That's where you commit. All right. You're playing Carolina. It's a winnable game. That's where you can let Ritter out and see what he can do. Fair enough. I like it. I mean, it's fair enough because if you put him in there, three out of your four games are home. So right. I think that I think that's a good spot. Even though like the Mercedes Benz doesn't really do anything for you, like as a home foul, because the Falcons have no home advantage there because they suck and their fans don't come out. So, sure. um, but no, so like Carolina, you're sitting at two and what was it, two and seven, two, two and six. six. I'm sorry, two and six. You're home against the Chargers. That's a loss. Two and eight, um, or no, two and seven. Excuse me. Now you're away at the Panthers again. I know you might want to say it, but the Falcons have the Panthers numbers sometimes. I don't know why. I'm going to give them the L because we gave them the win already. So just Fair enough. Them. Okay, fair enough. I might have them three because I actually think they might sweep the Panthers. They got some weird thing against the Panthers. Okay. I don't know why. That's fair. So, so you're three. And... I see Matt Corral at quarterback probably. Too. You might. So yeah. you're two and eight. I'm three and seven. They got the Bears at home. I think that's a dub. Yeah, three and eight. They got Washington at Washington. Oh, crap. Oh, <laughs> uh... That's a game right there, right? That's going to decide your guys' season, probably. This is, this is where it comes down to be because this is a game right here. The Falcons be like, they should lose this game. There's no reason for them for them to win this game. Oh, and then for some reason, Washington now needs to win this game because they have like six or seven wins. They're right on the playoff hunt. Like Carson Wentz is back, is against the wall, and they're going to be like, oh, we got to win, we got to win. And this is the shit Falcons plays win. plays an egg. This is yeah. Carson's laying egg game. It has absolutely all over it. <laughs> absolutely. Falcons win this game. So then they're at three or four wins now. They go up against the Steelers. They're going to beat the Steelers at home. Here we go. We're going streaking, boys. They play the Saints. They're going to beat the Saints. They're playing the Ravens. Lamar Jackson's going to be out at this time. They're beating the Ravens. 
Then they're going to play Arizona. I'm taking Tyler Huntley over you guys. Still. No, take that out. No. Then they play Arizona at home. They're beating Kyler and his dumb contract that he got. It's ridiculous. They're going to think they're all that. The The Falcons are going to win because they're a better bird. I'm taking the Falcons. Then they go up against Tom Brady week 18. It don't even matter because they're already in the playoffs. They're winning it. They're going to have seven wins on the season at least. And the Falcons are going to be back, baby. They're back. We're going streaking. We're going streaking, baby. We're going streaking. Oh, my God. You're giving your guys this stuff like the garbage time wins. I love it. Oh, yeah. Atlanta's going to be back, baby. Atlanta's going to be hot. It's going to be hot. So, five wins. Got it. (laughs) Nah, seven wins. They're on a season. Hammer now. It's going to be. Hammer it. Hammer the over. Seven wins. Atlanta's back, baby. This team's back. Oh, my God. You're lucky it's not September because I might talk myself into this team making the playoffs. Oh, good Lord. No way. Somebody get this man off of the fourth man up now. Oh, we're out. back. We're back. Oh, it's going to be great. Gosh, it's going to be great. Great. All right. It's going to be great. So, okay, let's run through it. We have Tam- I've got Tampa Bay at about 12 wins. You think that's about fair? I've got 12, about- 13. I think I got him at 13, but yeah. Fair All right, I got him at 12. I got New Orleans at, I'm going to give them nine. Uh, I think 10, 10, 10, and they're going to slide I think they're going to be, I think they're in the playoffs. Okay. Mm-hmm. Carolina, I'm going to go with, I think they're going to get, eh, I'll go five. Six. I'll go six. And then I'm going ATL five. I think Carolina and Atlanta are going to push this year. Well, I just gave the rain, so they're getting seven. Seven so. is going to get in seven. Seven wins. Oh, Absolutely. my goodness gracious. I can't believe you just like – I might have to adjust the Panthers now that I said the Falcons are getting seven. The Panthers might have to go down to five, so they might yeah, have to drop gonna, to five You're going to sweep them, according to you. You're going to sweep them. Oh, Carolina. yeah, we're sweeping them. We got Carolina's number, baby. So, I love how you guys are going to – Mario's going to get the can after one win, and Ritter's going to get you four. <laughs> For me, six for you. You think Raiders gonna get you six wins? <laughs> Mariota might. Hey, Mariota might shock the world, baby. He's a Heisman winner now. Oh my goodness! Don't get me started on Heisman winning quarterbacks. <laughs> but no, I I think uh, in all reality, like I think for me, the teams that come out of here playoff wise is definitely gonna be the Bucks. Um, yeah. I think the Bucks honestly probably could be a one seed. Um. Honestly, I'd be shocked if they're anything outside the two seed. Yeah, um, I think they'll be a top two seed. I think. Yeah. I think Tom's gonna push them to get the one though. I I, I, I fully think they're gonna be one. But see the see the thing is like you got to think about division wise, right? So you have eight games, no six games, excuse me, in your division, right? That they you have to play. Go four, five, and one. The probably yeah, five and one. Anything less than that's unacceptable for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But when you look at the Rams. The Rams will be lucky to get out, what, four and two? Yeah, I think Niners will get them once, and I think Cardinals will probably get them once. So, you know, like there's a game there. Um, so you got to think about stuff like that, and I, I really think the Bucs um, really should get the one seed. And if they get two, uh, fine, but anything below two, I'd be shocked. Like it, something would have to happen with that, like right. for, for a reason I to drop that. The Rams that and the Bucks have separated themselves as the two front runners in the end. Sure, sure. And then, uh, I, I like I said, I think the Saints slide in. I think the Saints slide in somewhere that six or seven spot, um, somewhere in there. Um, 
that's that's what I think. But the rest of the rest of them are just going to be, you know, Carolina Falcons are going to slide down and be in the draft. But yeah, absolutely, that's what I'm thinking. No, that's interesting. I like it. I like those thoughts. I don't agree with your seven wins. I think it's just because you have number seven on your jersey right now, so it's kind of got you in the feels a little bit. Absolutely. Of confidence. But uh, Joe, thank you so much for your wardrobe changes, your hot takes. I love it. Uh, let the people know. I know you've kind of been dropping your stuff already a couple episodes ago, but let the people know again where to catch the fourth man up and yourself. Absolutely. Catch the uh, fourth man up. Uh, we're on Instagram, Spotify, Apple Play, or Google Play, excuse me, and Apple Podcasts. But we should actually be back in the next couple weeks um, to start doing some NFL previews and then get rocking and rolling for the rest of the fall and winter. Um, but yeah, we're going to definitely hop back onto it soon. So make sure you uh, tune in there. Um, we'll definitely have some Boz's bets. Everyone knows Boz. If you listen in, yeah, kick a bet. Um, we got a couple other new hosts coming in. We're trying to get some uh, some interviews, and we'll get rocking and rolling from there. Love to hear it, my man. Always a pleasure to have you on the Final Whistle Sports Podcast. Can't wait to have you on again, my friend. Absolutely. Good time. Everybody, subscribe. Go follow the fourth man up. And, you know, always hit that subscribe button for the Final Whistle Sports Podcast. Go follow us on Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, you name it. We've got it. We're on all those platforms. Have a wonderful week, everybody. Be on the lookout for the next NFC division. It's either going to be the West or the East. We don't know. Scheduling in the works. But that was our edition of, of the NFC South divisional breakdown. Mikey Vick with Joe Ciccoletti is signing off. Blaine Spencer, enjoy your day, everyone. Be safe.